Amen. Thank you, singers and musicians. Would you just appreciate them this morning? We're so blessed to have an awesome team leading us. We welcome everyone once again. How many of you are ready to hear the Word of God? How many of you have an open heart and an open spirit and faith alive to be engaged with truth? Amen. Where we are honored, we are blessed to have Dr. Lynn Lucas with us this morning. She pastors a church on Long Island. She travels extensively, ministering at different conferences. She has written a book. God has used her mightily and powerfully, and we are honored and blessed to have her here this morning. Can we give her a great big victory welcome? Amen. Good morning. It's so good to be here. Uh, I met your pastor, Lisa, at a conference a couple of months ago, and I just had the privilege of meeting your Pastor Richard just uh, last night, and I've known Pastor Mike and Pastor Maureen for a while, so it's just so nice to be here and, and see this part of the body of Christ. Um, I have... Uh, Amy's with us. She's one of our youth leaders, and um, she has really done a great job with our teens. And uh, I, you know, they're they're doing crazy things, and she just uh, was brave enough to go down a, you know, so. She's, she's great with kids. They love her. And uh, I have Pastor Chris with us. Pastor Chris is our deaf pastor. She works with the deaf. And uh, that is a very forgotten population where we are. I don't know about where we are, you are, but. So I'm just glad to have them with me. If you would turn, please, to Luke, the fifth chapter. There's a couple of things that I want to say to kind of set this morning up. Um, this is such an exciting time to be in the body of Christ. Uh, you can feel the staticness in the body of Christ, at least where we live. And I was so thrilled to, when during worship this morning. It's like there's just such a, an electric spirit in the house. And um, the Holy Spirit is just, just so present here. And it's so exciting to see where we are. We may not know everything that's going to transpire. But one of the things that we know is that there is an outpouring of signs, wonders, and miracles like we have never heard before. And uh, God had talked to me a few years ago about everything we've seen and everything we have read is not what he's capable of because he's full of potential. And potential is everything we've not seen. And so as we're moving into this season, we need to enlist ready to, to do so many amazing things for the sake of letting the world know, trust me, he's alive and well. And, uh, you know, if you're watching all the media things coming out saying the Church of Christ is dying and that kind of thing and there's no youth, I challenge you, you know, get onto some of the YouTube videos, look at the, the youth that are worshiping and jumping and crying and shouting. Don't believe that nonsense. They're trying to get you to give up. And uh, the, there was a, a story in one of my old revival books about a man 
what we lovingly call praying hide. And he was in France. It was 1854. He was preaching. He went into a trance. And in that trance, he began to prophesy. And he said there was a revival coming to the United States. And it would hit the Northeast and the Northwest simultaneously. And it would begin to blow. And it would go halfway down. And then it would move to the middle of the country. Then it would come back and finish going the rest of the way down. Now, the exciting thing about that is the United States didn't have a West Coast then. And what he saw was what was God going to do. And I travel a lot, and it's, it's so amazing to me. When I travel in the East, the feel is entirely different than when I travel Pennsylvania and beyond. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but people, there is a stirring up here and it's beginning to burn, and God is beginning to put a part in us that are crying out for the move of God. Listen, he wants to move more than we want him to. And so the title for this morning is, You Have to Sense the Invisible Before You Can See the Invisible. You have to see the invisible before you can do the impossible. And we're in that stage right now where God is beginning to get us to sense the invisible. He's beginning to tell us there is something out there. Begin to sense it. The next step, he's going to open our eyes and we're going to see the invisible. And when we begin to see the invisible, what it produces is a faith to do the impossible. And I just, I just love the fact that the world is ripe for God to do the impossible. You know, I, I don't watch a lot of TV except during football season. Um, during football season, I do watch the games, uh, but I don't watch a lot other times. And I don't even know why, but I was in a place where there were, the TV was just nonstop running. And I was so shocked at every commercial is about mental illness. Come on. Take this drug. You know, they've got all those bipolar ads out, you know, with the house that comes apart. It's just, and I, I was looking at that and I was going, oh my goodness, you know, God, you're ready to just blow the top off of this because they, people need the power of God, need the intervention of God. And the exciting thing is, people, we have the answer. You know what I'm saying? And we've got to get out from behind four walls. And we've got to start taking our answer to the street because everywhere you go, people are hungry. They just want to know God is alive and well. So let's start with verse number one. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake and he saw two ships standing by the lake. And the, but the fishermen were gone out of them and they were washing their nets. Now, you, if you don't know the custom of that day, the fishermen, like our fishermen today, were fishing all night. And when they came back to shore, they had to clean their boats up. They, they had to wash their nets. It was a long process. And so they had been out all night, and now it was into the day. They were 
just about ready to go home. And here's Jesus, and he's preaching, and the people are pressing him. And I want you to see that symptom, and I want you to hear me say to you, because things are getting so static in the East, and because there's such an electric spirit in the East, people are going to start pressing you to hear the word. They're going to start pressing you to know what you know from God. They're going to start pressing you. They want to know what is God saying. And you know what? We, we're going to have to learn what it is to make the Bible adaptable to everyday life. We're going to have to know what it is to apply scripture to everyday problems and do it in such a way that there is such a conviction inside of us that people know we've tried it and it's worked. Pastor Chris was talking to me in the hotel room this morning, and, and I, I happened to carry coconut oil with me, and I happened to use it a lot. And she started talking to me about this product that she, that she found, and found it when her, she took her daughter to college years ago. And she was so excited. She said, I swear by it. I try to get everybody to swear by it. Come on. And when we know something that works, come on. We want everybody to have it. And they were pressing Jesus because inside of Jesus, because he was the word. He knew the power of it. He knew who he was. He knew who his father was. He knew how much God loved the world. He knew how much he loved the world. And he's preaching it. And there's an unction on the word that's stirring the hearers that are hearing it. And they start moving forward. And they start pressing him. And I can see the crowd just get more and more excited and just start pushing him and start moving toward him because they wanted to pull everything he had and Jesus looked around him he didn't it wasn't happenstance don't kid yourself he knew exactly whose boat it was and he climbed in to Peter's boat now Peter's out of his boat and here's the part of this story that we don't find out until a little ways in it they'd fished all night they had caught nothing nothing they were tired they were wondering how in the world were they going to go home and tell their wives there was nothing, nothing to sell, nothing. And Peter had shut his boat down. It was down. He was out of it. The last thing he wanted was a teacher in his boat. And I want you to hear me. When this period begins to break more and more, we're going to have to sense the invisible. We're going to have to look at those opportunities that look like they're happenstance. Come on. And a lot of the time, when God steps in with these opportunities, it's not convenient. Have you ever noticed that? He doesn't wait to check your calendar. And so it's not convenient. And have you ever noticed, it's always when you're so tired... <laughs> It's like, I just want to get home. I just want to get my door shut. I just want to get my dog in my lap. You ever noticed? And then he opens something that in the beginning, you don't know how exciting it's going to get. It just looks like it's one of those happenstances. Next thing we look at this is, Jesus knew exactly 
what he was going to do in Peter's life. And this is the next thing I want you to get excited about. When God does these things and God opens our eyes to these invisible kind of encounters with him where he's going to pour out the spirit, it's not just for the people you're talking to. He's going to do something inside of you. You're going to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit in the in the midst of it, it's going to stir your excitement. It's going to stir your passion. It's going to stir your life. You're going to come out of that encounter flying high. And that's what he wants to do right now. He wants to stir us in worship. The day of worship being that thing that you slip into five minutes before it's over is over. Because what's happening is worship is the thing that's turning the motors over. Come on. It's the thing that's putting a passion inside of us. It's the thing that's igniting us. And Pastor Steve Edlin said something a couple of weeks ago when I was preaching with him, and, and I never had thought of it before, and he said, neutral is the new park. And I, it, it has stayed inside my spirit. Listen, people, we can't stay neutral anymore because neutral is the same as park. We're going nowhere. We're doing nothing. We're just taking up space. And when, got, when we kick that car out of neutral, you got to kick it into drive. You can't kick it into reverse. And when you kick it into drive, there are so many things that are happening in the spirit world that it's just so exciting to see. And Jesus deliberately picked Peter's boat because at that moment in time, Jesus was going to change Peter forever. You think that it was for the crowd. It wasn't. And this was Peter's intersection. And right now in the East, what I'm feeling is God is wanting to intersect us every day of the week because the more times he intersects us, the more excited we get. The more excited we get, the more times he intersects us. The more times we, we allow the intersection, the more excited we get. And it's like a fire. It just keeps fueling it. We built our kids a, a fire pit last summer, and our kids love it. I said to Pastor Mike the other day, are we raising a generation of pyromaniacs? I don't Because they want the fire pit all the time. But the first time they did it, they kept putting stuff in the fire. More wood, more wood, more wood, more wood. And the fire was hot, you know, and the flames were up high. And I started laughing. And as I was watching them do it, I was thinking, that's the way we've got to be. We've got to be so excited about the Spirit of God that we're putting more in it all the time. More from God, more from the Spirit, more worship, more of the Word, more encounters. we got to throw it in the fire and get that fire hot. And so this was Peter's intersection. And I want you to think about it. How many times does God intersect you at a moment when you have had your worst failure? Peter had fished all night. He and all of his company of fishermen, nobody caught anything. And Jesus intersected him at the point of his biggest failure. 
I can see him thinking, I don't know how I'm going to tell her. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? This is my livelihood. They live from day to day. How am I going to tell her there isn't anything? And the last thing he wanted was a teacher in his boat that was going to make him start over cleaning the boat because now it was closer to having to go out again. And I want you to realize that at that moment in time when you feel the deadest, Come on. Amen. he's going to intersect you. Amen. And he's going to intersect you with somebody that's going to pull from the depth of the Holy Spirit in you. I have never seen such a time when the body of Christ, the leaders, are under such attack. They're under such attack physically. They're under attack emotionally. They're under attack from their families. They're under attack financially. It's like, it's craziness. It's just out there. Because you know what? Jesus gave us a clue, didn't he? Strike the shepherds and the sheep are scattered. So he gets after the leaders. So in this next two minutes, I'm speaking to every leader in this room. Every one of you that's on the worship team. Every one of you that works with the youth. Every one of you that works with the outreach ministries. Every one of you that works with the home groups or the cell groups or the what life groups. The, any, every one of you, listen to me. Don't think it's funny things are happening. Don't think it's strange. Don't think it's you. It's not you. You're not doing things wrong. Most of you are keeping short accounts with God or you wouldn't be leaders. It's not you. It's the attack of the enemy because he's terrified about what's about to happen. And he can't stop it, but he can limit the vessels God works through. Come on. So in this season, there's crazy attacks. Just crazy. They're, they're, they're unexplainable. You know, you look at it and you go, what in the world was that? And people that you thought were sane and stable, come on, work with me here. They, they have suddenly lost their minds. And you know what? You, you just kind of, we've had a couple of situations and, and I go, You used to be pretty sane. I don't know what that is. Come on. Come on. And it's at those moments that the whole... And he brings somebody that you don't want to deal with. Trust me, Peter didn't want to deal with Jesus at that moment. And he always puts somebody in your life. Leaders, listen to me. You look at them and you go, I just can't. Come on. And it's at that moment when you kick your car out of neutral, you kick your car into drive, that the Holy Spirit begins to speak through you. And as the Holy Spirit begins to speak through you, something begins to happen inside of you. Come on. And this, this hope begins to rise. And all of a sudden, things begin to change inside your mindset. Now, sometimes when the event is over, you lose that because the attack is so powerful. But leaders, listen, God's going to keep giving you encounters until that fire can't be put out by the attack around you. Look at verse 3. 
and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Didn't King James make that pretty? He prayed him. But the English is, he begged him. Peter, I'm begging you, please push this boat out. Peter, please push this boat out. And the word thrust out means to launch out. So Jesus wasn't saying to Peter, okay, now let's just quietly push the boat just a little bit. He said, thrust that boat out. Give it force behind it. And God is saying to the church, this is a season I am thrusting you out with force. And the deal is he's begging us, get on your feet, get, start asking, let my eyes see the invisible, let me sense that it's there, then let me do the impossible. This is such a season for doing the impossible. It's just crazy. God wants to pour out things like we can't keep up with. And he says, he, ta he taught the people. And so what's happening is Peter's sitting in this boat. Now, if Peter's anything like us, we're going, listen, uh, how long-winded is this person? How long am I going to be here? Do they know the time boundary? Do they know I'm hungry? Do they know I've got dinner in the crock pot? And Peter is saturated with the word. And the thing about it was, it didn't have a boundary. Come on. Jesus didn't say, listen, Peter, I'm going to borrow your boat for another 15 minutes. He didn't say that. He had no idea when it was going to be over. People, we've got to take our watches in this season and throw them out. God is not interested in time limits right now. He's interested in us being interested in him. He's interested in what will we say. Will we let him do what he wants to do for as long as he wants to do it? And Jesus was not asking a small thing. But you see, Peter could have missed the greatest opportunity of his life. And we have to be so aware, those inconveniences that God puts in our life, those people we don't want to deal with, those things that happen when we're not expecting it, we, they may be the greatest opportunity we have ever had to sense the power of God. They may be that very moment when God's going to put that ingredient inside your spirit man that you've been praying for, you've been begging for, you've wanted that. Church, listen, I don't know how, I, I wish I knew how to get you to see what I see, but it's like the Holy Spirit's going around and he's hunting open vessels and he's saying, your mouth open, you want, your mouth open, you want, and he's just pouring and he's pouring and he's pouring 
pouring and there's new revelation in the word and there's new power in the word and there's new understanding. Oh my goodness, we don't know what's going to happen out there. We don't know if it's going to be good. We don't know if it's going to be bad. We don't know if it's going to be horrible. But what we know is that the Holy Spirit is inside of us and he's going to give us what we need to walk through it. And so look now at verse 4. And when he'd left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. I, I want you to think about what's going on here. Peter had just cleaned his nets. Not only had he just cleaned his nets, but it was in the middle of the day. And Peter, I can't imagine, because you know his personality from the verses, I can imagine what was transpiring. In his mind, he was thinking, you're a good teacher, but you're a bad fisherman. There are no fish out in the day. I can let this net out until the cows come home. Nothing is swimming in this net. You don't fish during the day. I can see him in his mind trying to say, what am I going to do? And this is the next thing I want to say to you. Leaders particularly, listen to me. God is going to start doing things that violate your understanding. And he's taking the piece of paper that says, but we've always done it this way. And he's ripping it up. And he's taking up all of our preconceived notions. And he's saying to us, as we walk through our days, you have a preconceived notion how your day is going to go and what I'm going to do, and I'm ripping it up. People, you might as well get it in your head. All of us have got to understand our schedules are now on interruption mode. And he's after us to be willing to get out of what we're doing and do something else. Come on. Because in the process of that, whether it's illog illogical to us or not, there's going to be blessings that we cannot contain. And I love Peter. And Simon answered unto him, Master, we've toiled all night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. There is a communication here between Peter and Jesus. And not only is he now saying, this is what's happening. He's now begrudgingly saying, I know there's not going to be anything here. But because you've told me to, I'm going to let down my net. When we start sensing the invisible, Something is going to turn over inside of us, and we're going to start saying, I'll try that. Come on. I'll try that. I'll try that. I'll listen to your encouragement. I'll try that. I'll, I'll give that a try. This is a season where Jesus is out to get us to try things that we have never tried before. And whether you like it, you don't like it. When you were born, you were born with equipment from the living God. You were born with a whole sense of 
giftings inside of you, propensities for them. You got saved and the Holy Spirit has been dusting those off, polishing those up. You get filled with the Spirit and he plugs in the power source to those very gifts. And what he wants to do is get gifts out of you you didn't even know were there. And what he's doing right now, the only way I can describe it is this, he's remodeling the body of Christ. He's enlarging us. He's stirring up our expectation. He's getting us to realize we have talents, gifts, and abilities that came from him, and the Holy Spirit is inside of us going, let's use them, let's use them, let's use them. And he's stirring us to begin to believe at your word. And Peter said, at your word, I'll let down my nets. And look at the next verse. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and they began to break. I want you to think about this next statement. This is what was in Peter's life. He was one step away from a miracle. He was one step away from an intersection in his life with the supernatural power of God that was going to change his life goal for the rest of his life. We in the body of Christ, it's so exciting, we're one step away from that miracle that we're going to step into that's going to change our lives forever. It's just one step away. Just one obedience away. God is wanting to surround all of us with a revelation of his presence like we've never had before. There's an old book. It's out of print, so it's very cheap. It's, called, it's by Brother Lawrence. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. And this monk learned what it was to do the dishes and practice the presence of God. And in this season, God is saying to us, I want you to practice the presence of God wherever you are. Now, I know these masks are terrible. I know we hate them. But you know what? I've grown to love them. Because you see, when you have your mask on, you can go into the post office. Ask me how I know. And you can be praying in the spirit and nobody knows. And you can be praying out loud in the spirit. And these little fellas, they stop people from going, okay. Because they don't know what you're doing. And all of a sudden, you're taking the presence of God into the post office because you're behind your mask. And you're just praying in the spirit just as happy as you can be. And the more you do that, listen to me, just ask me how I know. The more you do that, the more God will bring people into your presence that you just have a word for, that you just have a prayer for, that you just have an unction for. It's the most exciting time to be alive. We're all one step away from a miraculous encounter that's going to change our lives forever. How many times do we miss God's miracles 
because we don't expect them to work. How many times do we miss God's miracles because we're so caught up in the attacks that Satan has sent at us? No matter right now, I've never seen the like. Never seen the like. I went to print the sermons to come here, and my computer had a nervous breakdown. You're laughing. I was not laughing. I punched word. I got where I wanted to go. I got ready to say open file, and my computer went in a loop and went back out. I did it for 15 minutes. I finally called for help. Help came. And help is my associate pastor. Now, he's wonderful, but, you know, he thinks that I can't do anything mechanical. So he proceeded to say, okay, now, let's go through this again. You do this, you do this, you do this. I went, would you like to sit down in my chair? He goes, sure. So he goes through the whole steps, and the computer loops out. <laughs> and, and I'm laughing. And he goes, oh, okay, well, we'll just do this. And he does that. I'd already done that three times, and it looped out. It looped out until 2 o'clock in the morning until he found a little way to do it. But each time you changed files, you had to do the little thing. He said to me, what did you do? What did you punch? <laughs> I said, I didn't punch anything. I didn't do anything. I just turned it on. Now, folks, this is happening to all of you. Maybe not your computers, maybe not your printers, but come on. There's all kinds of things going on. And those kind of things make us not want to step in to those miracles. We say, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm angry. All kinds of things. But we're one step away. And we've got to realize if Satan is throwing those kind of stupid things, it's because he doesn't want you to do what you were about to do. So pick yourself up and look at him and go, when the smoke clears, come on. I'm still going to be standing here. I'm going to still be preaching what I've always preached. I'm going to be believing what I've always been believing. I'm going to be singing what I've always been singing. But you're going to be in bigger trouble. Come on. Because I believe what the word says. And the word says when a thief has been exposed, he has to pay back fourfold, sevenfold, or tenfold. Church, get on your feet and start finding him. So now he's got a load he can't carry. He's got something he can't handle. So look at verse 7. And beckoned unto the partners which were on the other ship, and that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships that they both began to sink. I want you to realize, ooh, come on, the purpose of doing the impossible and living in a miracle is to share it with others in the body of Christ first and then the world second to get them to learn to live in the impossible. 
Never before has there been such a season where God is linking people together. Let me link you and you and you, and then we're going to flow together in the impossible. Then we're going to excite you. Then you're going to be exciting each other. As you excite each other, there's going to be more fire. The more fire, the more miracles. And he called them. Now, there was something about his call. And I want you to think about this a minute. These were done with their work too. They'd already cleaned everything up. They were waiting for Peter to get back from what they felt was a worthless excursion that was keeping them from lunch. Come on. And all of a sudden, he's now saying, over here, guys, over here, quick, quick, over here. And they're looking at him, and I can imagine what they're thinking. Now you want us to get dirty? Now you want us to have to start over? What do you want? Come on. But there was something inside of him. And this is what I want you to hear me say. There was something so alive inside of Peter because he was standing in the middle of a supernatural miracle that he lured them from where they were out into something they didn't want to do. Church, it's our season to lure people in. And he began to realize... Oh, my goodness. The impossible just happened in front of my face. And now another boat's coming. And I want you to see what happened. More and more fish got into the net, and so both boats were almost sinking. Church, God wants a season of multiplication where in the spirit we are so saturated that he gives us more and more and more and more and we think we're going to sink and then everybody we get around us thinks they're going to sink and then they go get more people. God is a God of multiplication. I don't care if you have two boats or you have 20 boats. They're all sink from what he's got. Verse 8, and we're getting ready to close. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' face, feet, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O oh God. There is something about the miraculous power of God when it steps into our lives. All of a sudden, we know who we really are. And when we know who we really are, those little things that we thought didn't matter, those little things that we thought nobody saw, those little things that we thought just weren't that important, all of a sudden it's like, get rid of this too, this is too, I can't be around you with this. And that's why in the old revivals, there would be a season that would sweep through the revivals. People would just stand up in the middle of church and they'd start confessing sins. They would start confessing fears. They would start confessing doubt and unbelief. And the more they confessed and the more the people confessed around them, the more the presence of God fell. The more the presence of God fell, the more transformation. The more transformation, the more expectation. The more expectation, the more capacity. And he said, I, you, you got to get away from me. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the amount of fish they had taken in. 
Listen, when we start living in what's coming down the pike with the power of God, it's going to blow our thought processes away. It's going to blow us away, and we're going to have to change all the things we think God is known for. Verse 10. And also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from here on in thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook it all and became followers of him. God is wanting in this new era to give us an all-new mentality. And our mentality is a kingdom mentality. Our mentality is we have to reach every man we can reach. There's something that says, oh, I just, I, I got to reach more. And the next thing is that when we live in the miraculous, it leads us to our destinies. And when we walk in our destinies, then we get a chance to repeat things over and over and over. If Peter, I want you to think with me a minute. If Peter had not had Jesus handed them the loaves and the fishes, think about it, and said we're going to feed over 5,000 people. There were 5,000 men. That didn't count women and children. And Jesus said, I'm going to break. And the, the disciples knew what was there. And he said, I'm going to bless it. I'm going to break it. And you're going to serve it. If Peter, James, and John had not seen the miracle of the drought of fishes, I don't know if they would have been as confident to seat them down in rows of 50 and feed them. But then Jesus taught them a wonderful thing. After everybody had eaten everything they wanted, they could have seconds and thirds. He then said to the disciples, now go get the leftovers. And think about the leftovers. The one thing that Jesus is after right now is he doesn't do just enough. You can be more than satisfied and there'll still be leftover. And I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on in your lives, but I, I want you to stand to your feet. And we're going to do this as quickly as possible because I don't want to mess up the next service coming in. But this is just so important. If you're here today and you're saying, God, open my eyes. I have to sense the invisible. Then I have to see the invisible. And then I want to be ready to do the impossible. I just want you to slip to the front. I don't know your COVID laws here, so do whatever you need to do for COVID laws. But this is going to be a dedication prayer. Pastor, if you and Pastor Mike and Pastor Maureen, wherever she is, and oh, Lisa's up. Pastor Lisa's up here. Okay. Um, 
Pastor Chris Step, Amy Step, if you would just begin to move among them, I'm going to pray and in general prayer. I want you to lay hands on them. I want you to pray for them. I know we can't minister individually, but let's just begin to minister to them. Keep coming. Everybody step up just a little bit. Spread yourself out. Those of you that are back there, just keep coming. We, we've, we'll wait another second or two. Come on. Thank you. Anybody else, just keep moving. Now, Father, in the name and the power, the blood and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, in this section right here, Father, I ask you to begin to just put out all doubt, begin to put out all unbelief, begin to pour into them an expectancy that you're going to use them, that you're going to flow through them, that you intend to shake up their lives and routine is over and what they thought was over you're going to start moving through them there's going to be people coming into their vicinity people that are going to talk to them people that are going to pull from them Holy Spirit begin to baptize this section right now by the power of the Holy Spirit begin to life them begin to restore them begin to renew them Holy Holy Spirit, just breathe. Just begin to breathe. Just begin to breathe. Just begin to breathe. Just begin to breathe. Now, Father, in the name and the power and the blood and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to move into this section right here. And Father, as you're moving into this section right here, Father, I ask you, go in and heal bodies. Go in and heal past experiences. Go in and heal times where prayer just wasn't answered. Father, begin to move into this section and alleviate any time there were prayers not answered. And it has affected what they're doing. It's affecting what they're pulling for. It's affecting for the power that they're pulling in. It's affecting their attitude. It's affecting their expectation. It's affecting what the intensity of what they know that you're going to do. Father, begin to change what they know. Begin to change what they expect. Begin to eradicate times that prayers they just didn't see answered. And they're, they're just waiting and they're holding. Father, I ask you, begin to renew fire. Begin to renew life. Begin to renew hope. Father, begin to fill them with new life, with new intensity, with new power. Holy Spirit, just come. Just begin to fill them. Father, as we step into this area over here, Father, in the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to surround every person in this section. Just begin to surround them. Begin to surround them. Father, we ask you to touch their expectations level. Father, everywhere that there's been hurt, everywhere that there's been mistreatment, everywhere that they've been injured by the body of Christ, everywhere that things have happened and, it, and it's caused just pain 
inside of them. It's, it's caused just how could that happen inside of them. Father, I ask you to go in. I ask you to heal it. I ask you to remove it. I ask you to respond to them. I ask you to begin to pour in new hope, new expectation level, new life, new power new anointing. Holy Spirit, just begin to come. Just begin to touch them. Begin to fill them. Begin to life them. Begin to renew them. Father, I ask you to begin to let them see you, not the past. See you, not somebody else. See who you are. See your power. See your anointing. Holy Spirit, just come. Just come and just give them new vision. Give them new excitement. Spur them. Father, begin to get them to expecting to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. Do such miracles in their mindset. Fathers, we step into this next section. Father, we ask you to begin to surround this section by the power of your spirit. Begin to pour in such powerful liquid love into this section. Let love begin to saturate them. Let them know they are so deeply loved by you. Let them know that you so much want them to have encounters with the Holy Spirit, encounters with the Word, encounters with your life, encounters. Oh, Holy Spirit, just pour out that love. Just pour out that love. Pour out that excitement. Bless them life them. Holy Spirit, just come. Let your love saturate them. Let your love saturate them. Let your love saturate them. And by the your power, begin to stir things inside of them. Rebaptize them in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let their prayer language flow like water. Everything that's dammed up their prayer language, let it just be removed. And just let the power of the Holy Spirit just begin to move forward through them. Give them an encounter with you in worship that transforms the way they think. Father, as these people have moved forward, and as they've said, I want you to open my eyes. I want to sense the invisible. I want to sense the miraculous. I want to encounter it. I want to be touched by it. I want to be transformed by it. And then I want to move. I don't want to just collect it like like a collectible. I want to use it for the purpose of moving out and transforming this area. Father, begin to ignite them. Let them be torches that are portable, torches that touch dry ground and it starts to burn. Burn with the power of the Holy Spirit. Burn with the expectation of new life. Burn, burn with your authority. Father, let this group of people be known wherever they go that if you talk to them, they're going to pray for you. And if they pray for you, you're going to get answers. If they pray for you, you're going to get healed. If they pray for you, the chains are going to break. If they pray for you, miracles happen. Father, I ask you, to just pour over this entire group at this altar. Let this be a moment of complete transformation. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Pastor.